Hi, and welcome to All Bases Covered, the podcast that helps you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Yay, we do! So exciting. Welcome back, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Lisa. Hello. (laughs) I'm Alex. And I'm Lauren. And this week we have more beauty news to cover. Woohoo! That's the tea on that. News of the week is Isle of Paradise launched a beautiful body positivity campaign. Let's start by going a little bit into Isle of Paradise for those who may not know who they are. Isle of Paradise is a tanning brand and the owner and founder is Jules Von Hepp, who is a celebrity spray tanner and all-round good guy. I think, if I'm correct, he used to tan and be the face of saint and then created his own brand. It's vegan, it's a natural fake tan, they do a range of colours, it's an awesome product. Yeah. And he's just a really awesome dude, and the whole time he's been doing his brand, everything's been quite body positive. So essentially where Jules's brand stemmed from was that he was actually doing the tanning on Dancing with the Stars in the UK. So if anyone knows Dancing with the Stars in the UK, it's like a cult for them over there, like they absolutely love it. And he was finding that he had to mix colored pigments in with his tanning to correct any redness or like purple coloring in the skin, any discoloration. So his tanning is also color corrective. I love the green one because it helps to kind of even out my redness and it also gives me a nice sort of olive undertone. So this campaign is half body positivity promotion and also in line with the launch of his new, is it a book? Yeah, his Get Body Posy Guide to Body Positivity and Inner Happiness. Really cool. And he's got lots of different people in there. So there's a couple of influencers. There's I Spy Megan from Love Island UK from last season. Yeah, definitely some body positivity influencers. Essentially, the whole campaign has like all genders, all races, all abilities. I think it's so authentic because that's kind of been Jules's vibe since mm-hmm. the moment that the brand launched. And I've just loved seeing it blow up all over social media because I just think it's such a powerful, fun image. Like, it's not too serious, but it's very joyful. It makes me happy. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It makes me really happy. And I think it's really nice as well that they're not just focusing on women's bodies here. Like, obviously, Jules is in that shot. But there's a couple of guys, and they're not that really ripped model, which we always see. Like, they're, like, a regular That's a really good person, point. which is really cool. And we always focus on women's bodies, but, like, we rarely see men's bodies that aren't perfect in media yeah. which is really really cool well I'll be really keen to see what that book is like I think I'll definitely be buying one because I'm a fan girl of Jules me too and I think knowing him it's also going to be very personal too because he's so open and honest about everything I think it's a really great movement that we're seeing at the moment so in other beauty news this week Lady Gaga has just announced officially because I think there's been murmurs for a while yeah. that she's launching her beauty brand so it's called House Laboratories spelt H-A-U-S and they're at House Labs on Insta. And we don't know a lot about the line yet, but by the time we launch this podcast app, I think that they will have gone live. So we'll probably find out then, which we'll sucks for us. Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So this line is going straight to consumers. So she's selling it through Amazon, yes. which is a really interesting choice for a first line. But I think it could also be really smart. For any makeup line, though, like to me, that says that she's not going to be doing foundation or concealer or base products. It's not about that, though. It's about color and expression. So I think it it is definitely going to be like eyeshadows, lips, glosses. I think that's definitely the way that we're going to see her go. But I think it's also really smart because she's cutting her overhead costs 
by like mm. more than half. Mm. She doesn't have to do testers. She doesn't have to pay for install placement, any form of gondolas. She's going straight through Amazon. It's very interesting. Yeah. Can I just give a definition for people that haven't worked in beauty what a gondola is? <laughs> yeah. So a gondola is the name of the stand. It's like a large stand. Yeah. But I think this is going to be really interesting and Amazon haven't launched a beauty brand like this going straight to customers and I think that Amazon is really known for getting um like the products that you already use really cheap so it kind of is known for the gray market a little bit Mm. and on selling so this is going to be super interesting I can't wait to see what happens. Lauren do you know if Amazon's directly partnered with any retailers? At the moment Amazon isn't partnered through any retailers but I wouldn't be surprised Mm. if they were investing in this brand as well. Interesting. So, which would be really interesting. I think it's kind of almost like a Fenty, which launched through Sephora, yeah. owned by LVMH, which also owns Fenty. So, you know that they've worked together to create this line. I'm going to be controversial and say I actually couldn't care less. What? Why? I don't care. I do agree from the perspective of the fact that I, from all of the release, like the teaser imagery that I've seen, I'm like, this is it's such expressionistic makeup that I really couldn't give a rat's ass about. Like, I 100% will not be buying any of it, I can tell. Yeah. You know what, though? I don't think that you were the target market at all. Mm-mm. They don't care if I don't like it, but I just don't care. And I care about most things, Beauty. I don't massively care about Gaga. I don't not like her. I just don't love her. Mm. And I kind of feel like... They're trying to be very express yourself, you know, show yourself through makeup. This is so old news. This is what MAC did so many years ago. They hired drag queens and they had men in makeup, which was like so revolutionary at the time. And their tagline was, I think, all races, all genders, Mm -hmm. all something else. Inclusive makeup. It's old news. I'm kind of bored by it. And she said herself, the whole tagline, which I kind of like, which is tongue in cheek, is the last thing the world needs is another beauty brand, but who cares? Who cares? I actually disagree with you because I think that everything that Lady Gaga stands for is inclusivity. And to say that it's old news is kind of saying that, like, she's old news. I like, just Mac think she didn't missed invent her time. this. I don't think that she did miss her time, though. Like, I think that pride, obviously, has just come, but there's yeah. a huge resurgence, as there should be, and people more open to being who they are and expressing themselves, and she has, like, such a following in that community, and they are the ones who wear this makeup, the really bold colours, if you do any form of drag makeup, and really the only brands that they have on the market for that is MAC, so there is definitely a gap. I think I'm coming from a place of privilege in that, one, it's not my thing, two, I'm a girl that wears makeup and I wear it in a very traditional way so of course I don't feel like I'm missing any kind of brand that I feel like needs to represent me but I just do feel like there are other brands doing this and of course I'm happy for there to be another one I just don't think it's as edgy cool as everyone might think it is and considering it's Gaga and she's always ahead of the game I feel like here she's actually slightly behind the game. I don't know if we can say that until we've actually seen what the makeup is. True. I think I'm actually just bored of launches. I'm really interested to see where she goes with this from a PR perspective also because I don't see Gaga as the type of person to send this out to a whole bunch of beauty influencers Mm. because she's not going to feel that they represent her brand. Mm. So I'm interested to see whether she goes like through traditional marketing streams and doesn't have a huge PR 
drop of her new launch. Yeah, interesting. I would actually kind of be interested if she took the sort of glossier approach to marketing, which is like getting regular people to post about it and get their mm. like regular people, like-minded friends onto it. I think Traditional that could word be cool. Yeah. I absolutely think that that's the way that she's going to go. I do not see her reaching out to no. regular PR at all. And I think the entire point of this line is to represent expression. And that is not what PR does. Even just having her name attached to it is PR enough. I feel like I'm already turning. Maybe I'll buy some. (laughs) (laughs) All right, to wrap this conversation up, I wanted to share a few words from Lady Gaga's second makeup post announcing her brand, which I found to be really interesting and also a beautiful segue into our next topic. So she says, When I was young, I never felt beautiful. And as I struggled to find a sense of both inner and outer beauty, I discovered the power of makeup. She then goes on to say, Sometimes beauty doesn't come naturally from within, but I'm so grateful that makeup inspired a bravery in me that I didn't know that I had. And that's a beautiful segue into the next topic because we were going to talk about why we wear makeup. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Got a double chin? Contour that chit. Alex, do you want to start us off? I would love to start us off. So I have a few reasons upon reflection as to why I think that I wear makeup. And I think it started from probably the beginning when I first started wearing makeup, which would have been foundation at about the age of 15. And I think that the reason that I started wearing makeup is because I wanted to hide my freckles. Coming from a place of evening out my skin tone and that progressed over the years to defining my features like my eyebrows and my eyelashes because I'm quite fair naturally and now interestingly I feel like I need it for confidence and I also wear it because I feel like most of the people in my life haven't seen me without makeup so I can't change (laughs) I've gone 10 years like this this is my mask I can't go back I actually don't think I have seen you without makeup I have, but it was before I do her makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't count. I think that's so interesting because I love that we both love makeup in the same way, but we are just the complete opposite. So I didn't wear makeup until I was a little bit older, and if I did, it was like a bit of sneaky sort of tinted SBF situation. My mum didn't let me wear makeup. And my mum and no one really in my family, like I've got two sisters, wear a great deal of makeup. I kind of went from didn't wear much makeup to my first experience being high-end makeup and getting amazing service and really being educated while I was sold the products about why we would wear them, what they do. So I feel like I've always been quite all or nothing. The reason I wear makeup is truly, I think, to enhance the features that I like about myself the most. So when I think about what I like about myself physically, it's probably that I've got quite clear skin, and so I like to emphasise that. I've got quite a bit of redness in my skin, so I just like to even that out and give myself a bit of glow. I quite like my eyebrows. I haven't always liked them. I was bullied for having a monobrow when I was younger, but now I will leave the house without brushing my hair, but I wouldn't leave the house without brushing my eyebrows up. So extra. Yeah. I've always been super happy to leave the house without any makeup. But I do feel like a more fabulous version of myself with a bit of makeup on. 
my day-to-day makeup would also probably be about the same makeup that I'd wear like on my wedding day or if you know big events like it doesn't differ that much because I just really like my makeup to look like me yeah me either but that's because I wouldn't wear any more or any less makeup on any other day yeah. <laughs> yeah but do you guys think that you wear makeup purely for yourselves or do you think that you wear it for the people around you as well like do you well you're both in long-term relationships slash Alex is married mm. but would you wear it for like guys would you wear it for the people that surround you do you think you wear it because of like expectations or do you purely wear it because you like it I think I've set my own expectations so I do it to maintain my own personal standards but I'm definitely not doing it for anybody else and you also Alex like you wake up extra early in the morning and you sit down at your dressing table and you do your makeup with joy like it's a zen time for you right yeah it's 100% very relaxing even if I'm you know I'm in the middle of the day and I haven't done my makeup for the day I will take the time it's like a ritual I sit Mm. down do my makeup watch a YouTube video. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas mine's like slap it on, get it done with. I definitely do wear it for myself though. Or even for like professionalism, I guess. So obviously I work in beauty retail, so I have to wear a decent amount of makeup there. My other job, I work with children. I'm a speech pathologist, so I could not wear makeup, but I do wear a little bit because I feel a bit more pulled together. I'm like, Uh I don't know. Is that a weird thing that I feel like more of a professional woman if I wear a little bit of makeup? I don't know, but I do. It helps me feel like I'm showing up for the day. Yeah. (laughs) Adrian would love if I just wore a winged eyeliner and that's it, but it's sort of like, I can't just do that. No. (laughs) I look really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Lauren, tell us why you wear makeup. I wear makeup for different reasons on different occasions. So I absolutely would never just wear it for myself. It really depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. Never just for yourself. I mean, like, I wouldn't do it if I was just hanging around during the day. Like, it is a zen thing for me and I really love it. And it is, like, my time in the morning where, like, I really relax. But if I was at home doing nothing to relax, I wouldn't go and put my makeup on. I would probably go and do, like, three face masks instead. (laughs) Um, That would be me. But I think it really depends. If I was just going out for, like, some coffee, I'd probably do a tinted moisturizer purely because I wanted my skin to look clear. And like a little bit glowier. If I was going on a date, I would definitely change the way I did my makeup based on that. But then if I was going to work, I would also change it for that. So I definitely do it in different ways for different things. I do prefer myself with makeup and it definitely gives me more confidence. And like, I don't really wear a lot either. I feel like you're the most experimental of all of us though. Like I think that you're the one that we'd be most likely to see in like a coloured eye or colored lip I love color and I love experimenting with color I definitely don't experiment with it anywhere near as much as I used to because if I rocked up to an office with an orange or pink eye it's a bit what are you doing but in saying that like even though I work in beauty and everyone is surrounded by it all the time I reckon less girls in our office would be wearing makeup than anyone would imagine I think my approach to makeup is different to yours in that yours is a little bit more like artistic expression. Mm -hmm. I am so scientific in my approach. So I'm like, I wear this because it makes me look glowier. I wear something dark at my lash line because it makes my lashes appear to be thicker. And everything that I do is how to make oneself aesthetically more beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you'll be like, I'm going to wear like a red lip because it's fun or this product's new. And I think that's my approach to beauty as well. So I love bridal and I love like special occasion makeup and I love doing mature women's makeup because I love making someone's face the most beautiful version of themselves. Yeah. Whereas if someone comes in and they're like, I want a winged out blue eyeshadow with a red lip, I'd love doing it. It would be fun. (laughs) But they'd leave and I'd be like, 
They could have looked prettier. Yeah, that's not my jam either. But I also use it tactically as well too. If I am feeling sick and I think that I'm really tired and my eyes look really dark, I put a bright lip on. So every Mm. time you see me in a bright Mm. lip, I'm usually not feeling great. And then if I am having a breakout, which I have been having some recently, which makes me feel really self-conscious, I always amp up my eyes more. So I'll wear more color around them or I'll put some eyeliner on, but I'll spend more time on that area to try and take your eyes away from the area that I don't want you to see. Mm, This is why I love makeup. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that it can make you feel so much better and I don't care if it's trivial. Like, trivial shit makes everyone happy. There's a weird judgment about people that wear an excessive amount of makeup or have an excessive amount of work done to their face or get excessively dressed up every day. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Let people do what they want and if that's what makes them feel the best, let them do it. When you look good, you feel good. I totally agree. What kind of sorcery is this? Let's move into our favourite of the week. Okay, Loz, what's your favourite of the week? Well, I love this product. It is the Mecca Cosmetica to Save Face Super Sunscreen SPF 50. Of course. And I love this product to the point where when I was a buyer in the UK, we tried to get Mecca to let us retail this product because we have never found, we, as in me and the other buyers, had never found a face sunscreen that we loved more. It's a thicker texture than you would usually find sunscreens, but it doesn't leave a residue. It has hyaluronic acid in it, so it's nice and hydrating. If you were oily or combo skin, you wouldn't necessarily have to put a moisturizer on on top of it. Your makeup sits so nicely over the top of it. It is a holy grail product for me. I just also want everyone to remember that even though it's winter, you should be still wearing sunscreen every day. Bam. My favorite of the week is the Tatcha Luminous Dewy Skin Mask. I did not expect to love this so much, and I put off buying this for a really long time because I like Tatcha as a brand, but there's not a great deal of products in the range that are suited for my skin type. But the things I do like in the range are the Dewy Skin Moisturizer, the Dewy Skin Cream, the Dewy Skin Mist, And I just hadn't tried the Luminous Dewy Skin Mask. I'm also not a huge masker. Like, I don't do them very regularly. But I thought, whatever. Let's splurge. very different people there. (laughs) We are. (laughs) So, it is a sheet mask. And these retail, I think, $69 for four or $18 for one. And I didn't use them for a really long time because I was like, $18 for one use. That's like one-fifth of a bottle of serum. It's the upper end of the sheet mask game. That's for sure. A hundred percent. But I thought, whatever, let's give it a go. Hashtag treat yourself. Yeah. And, (laughs) oh, I'm so glad I did. So this sheet mask has 20 ml of serum in it. Ooh. Really wet. Really Um, wet. And so as I was using it, I just imagined myself dipping into a serum that I had and using two-thirds of the whole bottle on my face. (laughs) And when I took this mask off, that's what it felt like I had done. My skin felt so plump. And it really made me feel fully hydrated for about 48 hours after using it. That's a good amount of time. I woke up and the first thing I said to my boyfriend was, I feel plump. (laughs) (laughs) And then that night... That's me every morning. (laughs) That night he used it and then he woke up the next day and I was like, do you feel plump? (laughs) (laughs) There's sort of one downside to the mask in that it's so wet, I actually found it kind of difficult to get out of the packet without Mm. spattering bits of serum everywhere. 
But on the plus side, I left it on my skin for quite a while, so 15 to 20 minutes. And once the mask had dried out, I then rubbed in all of the serum. And then there was actually enough serum left in the sachet that I used that morning and night for at least two to three to four days afterwards. I actually popped it in the fridge just because I felt like it would make it last longer. I don't have any mills are in it, but the go-to Transform Amazing Mask, I had the same effect, really plumping. And also I did the same thing with the leftover serum. I used it for morning and night a couple of days afterwards as well. So it's a really good hack for yeah. getting the most out of your mask. I think the reason why I like it so much is there is lots of oils in there. The squalane. It is infused with... Sarqualane. There's hyaluronic acid and there's also Touch's sort of signature ingredient, which is the rice ferment filtrate. It just did a lot for my skin and anything that makes a noticeable difference in my hydration, considering I already do so much to hydrate it, means that it's gone above and beyond and it gets a gold sticker from me. Yep. Love it. Thank well, you, Well, I almost feel a little bit cheated by you because when I had eczema, you told me to use that and you had never even used it. You were like, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I you obviously it. lied to me. retail on you. You went Full retail on me. I did say I had heard really good things and I had wanted to try it for a really long time. Okay. But I just hadn't tried it myself. Can't believe I did that. You did do that. Well, it was actually really good, but um, also (laughs) just (laughs) it was a risky one by you. If you do put it in the fridge, if you're suffering from any form of eczema or anything, it really, really helps. It relieves a lot of pain. One more thing as well. It was the biggest sheet mask I've ever done. It was actually like infiltrating my eyeballs. It was all the way up to my eye, which I love because it plumped out my under eye area. But then I put it on Brenton and it reached like halfway up his forehead. So <laughs> I feel like you must have a medium sized head to fit this mask because it was so big on me, but he needed another mask on his forehead. <laughs> Al, tell us about your recommendation for the week. Mine's really boring and you're both going to hate it because it's actually a hair recommendation. I love hair. Oh, do you? Well, it's Kristen S because Priceline had 40% off hair last week. So I went in and I stocked up on Kristen S because I'd been using her shampoo and I really like it. And so I wanted to try her dry shampoo. I've heard of Kristen S, but can you tell me a little bit more? Because I've heard of but know nothing about So Kristen S, I don't know a lot about her, but I have read that she has essentially created this line to be luxury, affordable hair care. And I feel like it hits that target market pretty good because it was sort of like 20 bucks for a shampoo, which I feel is not luxury prices. It's not Bumble and Bumble, but it's also not herbal essences. Mm. Anyway, the reason that I loved the dry shampoo so much, and I'm talking about it this week, is actually because of the fragrance, not so much the product. Mm. So important in dry shampoo though. Mm. So important. I was a lover of the Byredo hair perfumes when they came out because I... Really? Yes, because Mm. I think that perfume stays the longest when I spray it in my hair. Regardless, every single day I spray it in my hair. Yeah, when you used to wear the Byredo hair perfume, I could always smell it on you and I always complimented on it. What fragrance did you used to wear? So I used to wear Mojave Ghost and the reason that I really love this dry shampoo is because it smells like Mojave Ghost. Oh, affordable dupe winner! Affordable <laughs> Yay! So I actually, I will just like mist it in my hair to give me that beautiful Mojave Ghost fresh burrito smell. As another plus, I've got brown hair. It doesn't leave any white powder. Yeah, in my hair, it brushes out really nicely and the first time I used it, I used quite a lot of it and the one thing I hate about that, what is the white? Batiste. Nope. The white. Nope. (laughs) Shall I let you talk? (laughs) Please. Chlorine. 
chlorine. Oh. The thing I hate about chlorine is I feel like I use it once or twice and I've gone through half the bottle. And it's I'm always true. like, what the fuck? Like, it's $13 for a yeah. bottle of it. And I go through it in two uses. Mm. I used quite a lot of this. And then I shook it afterwards being like, oh, here we go. I'm going to have used half the bottle again. Hardly used any of it. So that made me very happy. I reckon I'll get a good six full heads out of it. Winner. Mmm, the liches. I love it when the bronzer just finds its way in your mouth. So now it's time to talk about our snack of the week. Lisa, do you want to start? You are probably the most obsessive snacker of the three of us. How many things have you eaten this week? How many chocolate bars have you eaten? Only six or seven chocolate bars. (laughs) My snack of the week is the twirl bites in the tub. (laughs) <laughs> controversial because I don't think they're that good I didn't like yeah. them that much either I didn't enjoy the size of them they were such weird shapes yeah like they need to be a bit bigger okay tell so, us about your snack <laughs> first thing I liked is that they're in like a jumbo ice cream tub style so I don't have to eat multiple packets I can just eat one big packet mm. They're smaller than a traditional twirl bite, and they're all odd shapes and sizes, which gives you great texture in your mouth. Loved the uniqueness of each bite. I actually disagree. This is why I don't Me like too. that much. You know, it's probably just the shit chunks that didn't make it to the bite. A hundred percent. This is a hundred percent a marketing ploy, and yes. they are making so much money off They're it. They're just not throwing out the scraps. These are the scraps, <laughs> the dredges at the end. Well, so are birdie beetles, and everyone fucking loves those. I do not love a birdie beetle. <laughs> Me either. All right, let's move on, because apparently my snack was not well received. Me next. Terrible. Okay. My snack this week. I hate it! <laughs> <laughs> my snack this week is the Weiss Dairy-Free Ice Cream Bars, because... You're all looking at me like Does it you hate have me. the cream bit on top? Yeah, so the, the cream half is coconut... And the other half... (laughs) Oh, no, I'm liking this. I'm liking the sound of this. And the other half was chocolate. And they're... I don't know. (laughs) I think I would have been better if it was mango or raspberry with coconut. Because they're fructans. And people that are dying, Kim. They're a good alternative to the vegan magnums and they're less expensive. So So vegan, dairy-free, lactose-friendly? I assume so, yes. It's pretty good. Maybe I should eat them, but I won't because they sound like dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Loz, what's your fave? So my fave this week is actually a homemade fave. And it was by my cousin. So it was my brother's birthday last weekend and he turned 30 and she made this like giant cake. And it was raspberry white chocolate. And it was amazing. Do you have a recipe? Otherwise this feels unfair. Mm. (sighs) I mean, I don't think I can give you her recipe because she, like, sells these cakes. Oh. It's the most amazing cake. And the reason it's my snack of the week is because my mom has had so much of it and I took it back to my house and I have literally had a piece every single day. I was supposed to take it into the office to give it to the girls and instead I ate it. (laughs) I just want to flag if this is the most heinous thing that you've ever heard. But Lauren said if I had carrot cake at my wedding as my, <laughs> as my wedding cake that she wouldn't come to my wedding. I agree. I have an aversion to carrot cake. Why is a vegetable in a cake? Yeah, it's yeah, horrible. But- this cake was amazing. Carrot cake is the devil and you're an 80-year-old woman because who eats that? Who eats carrot cake? All right, should we move on to the beauty breakdown of this week? Yeah. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. We are breaking down single-ingredient skincare. Single ingredient skincare, I guess, is a, it's a term, it's saying single ingredient, but it means sort of minimal ingredients and like 
focusing on ingredients versus a product saying it does something. It's more like we're selling you hyaluronic acid versus this is a hydrating serum. It's been a real trend in the last two years, I'd say. Definitely, because these are usually the more attainable price point products as well. Yes, so it's basically the democratization of beauty. The first people to start doing it was Desiem and The Ordinary. Yeah. Um, they're about $30 and under, I think, for their most I'd of their like serums and stuff. 11 to 27 Yeah, yeah I reckon. Yeah. They're definitely under. They're and very attainable. You haven't heard of The Ordinary. I bet someone that you know has. like Without a doubt. Yes, they're very popular. I think they're really The Ordinary the is Ordinary really is, yeah, running yeah. this at the moment and they really are driving this single ingredient. And I think that... It's really great because it's, firstly, it's attainable. So it's a really great entry point into skincare. And once you really see and feel a difference in your skin from some of these key ingredients, it really allows you to move on to more complex formulas and things that will do some really great improvements to your skin. So I think it's a really great segue for them, really. Mm. I think also it's a nice place to be able to cocktail. Yeah. So you might have one or two products from The Ordinary or The Inky List, and then you might have a really bougie oil or a really bougie moisturizer or a really bougie serum or something like that. You don't have to have all high-end skincare. You don't have mm-hmm. to have all low-end skincare. If you find something that has the ingredient that you know that works for you and the texture that you like, I see the people's justification of why would you pay $130 for a hyaluronic serum if you found one for $30 and it does the job. And look, they're using ingredients that are clinically proven to improve the skin and that we see in more high-end ingredients. And I do love that it's making beauty more attainable for the masses. And it's also making skincare more trendy. And I can talk about customers and they know what hyaluronic acid is now. And they know what maybe a retinol is now, whereas people didn't know before because they were buying serums that were quote-unquote anti-aging. They weren't buying them Mm -hmm. because they were called a retinol serum. And that is making people really ingredient savvy, which is very important. I like that people feel empowered about their skincare choices now. I agree and I think it's really important to know what you're putting on your skin as well because things like retinol you need to know the effects that it's going to have but also the precautions you need to take if you're using it. Yeah. So if you're using a retinol you know that you need to be wearing a sunscreen as well whereas if you're using an anti-aging serum you may not necessarily know that that has a retinol in it which means you might not be wearing a sunscreen and that will affect your skin and that can cause damage. That's a great point. We have both just said that we think that they're a really good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see any ordinary or any inky list or anything of that in our routines. Mm-mm. I'm going to justify why. I think that they have really good standard products. I'm going to liken it to I like vinegar and I like salt. <laughs> where, are you, where are you going I, with I this? Going I with think this. I'm going somewhere here. I think I really enjoy them as ingredients. What I like even better is salt and vinegar together. (laughs) So, (laughs) just like you might say I like hyaluronic acid and I like ceramides, but what I really like is hyaluronic acid and ceramides together in one product so that I don't have to buy a hyaluronic acid serum and a ceramide serum and then cocktail them together. Because right now I'm then getting up towards the $48, $50 price mark when maybe that serum or that moisturizer that I use that's high-end that has those ingredients and many more nice ones like nice oils or niacinamide to throw in there to balance out all those ingredients, if that's only $60, well then why am I buying three $20 serums to cocktail together? I think the other thing that we haven't talked about is the importance of skincare ingredients that are delivery systems for other skincare yeah, ingredients. I completely exactly agree. Right. 
Yeah. Um, back to my analogy. Love salt, love vinegar, love salt and vinegar even better. Needs a vessel like a chip. Needs a chip. <laughs> I like my salt and vinegar chips to be crinkle cut. I will eat an original cut, but I like a crinkle cut. An original cut to me is the ordinary serum. Goes on, feels all right, does the job. But a crinkle cut makes my skin feel rich. It's got a better texture. Maybe it applies nicer. Maybe it smells better. Maybe there's a better sensorial experience because it's got the crinkles. Has this made sense? Yes, to me. Okay, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but I would probably explain it in a slightly different way. So I would probably say that not, 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 not all ingredients are created equal. So I would definitely say that you can get a hyaluronic in a serum that is $15 and it will not be as efficient as a hyaluronic in a $90 product. And that could be where it is sourced from. It could also be that there's three different types of hyaluronic and you may only be getting one of them. It could be the way that it penetrates. It also could be a concoction of those delivery systems that are also in that $90 product as well. Also, just to say, you could get a $90 product and a $130 product, and the $90 might be better for your skin than a $130. It does depend on the texture and the molecule size and the formula as well. Another thing that kind of irks me with single ingredient skincare is that it's a lot of people that are entry level skincare using it. So you've got people that haven't used hyaluronic acid, that haven't used a vitamin C, that haven't used a retinol, and that now because it's all at such an approachable price point, they're buying all three mm-hmm. and they're using them all at once and they're using high concentrations of them all at once and they're kind of doing their face a disservice by overusing yeah. ingredients. I, I also agree. think that because they are skincare beginners, they don't know how to cocktail all of the ingredients and if they just go into another store from another brand they might be able to find that together it would work so well for them mm-hmm. but now they have to put five serums together just to get the effect that one other serum might work and the texture of them might not feel great together and they might ball because they're using so many products and I just think that it's weird that it's so scientifically based and ingredients based when it's a beginner customer and they don't actually have the knowledge to cocktail it. I think ironically that this brand would work better for people like us Mm -hmm. that know the ingredients that we like and how we like to cocktail them together versus a beginner who doesn't know how to create all of that deliciousness together and that's why they should go and get the professionals to do it for them and put them in a product Mm -hmm. that works for them. I completely agree. So I think in conclusion, single ingredient products can be really great and they're a really great start-off. So definitely look into them if it's something that you are looking for, like an entry-level product, but definitely speak to some sort of customer service person to kind of help you with your concoctions. All right, let's move on to our product trial of the week, guys. So this week we tried the Watermelon Glow Sleeping Mask from Glow Recipe. Thank you. So many glows. Okay, so Glow Recipe is a brand that started in the US and it started by two women who used to work at L'Oreal. One of them started in Asia and she moved to New York. The other founder was just based in New York. But essentially they both come from an Asian background and at the time they were looking for Asian products in the US market and they couldn't find it. So they set up a website which was called Glow Recipe. So it started off as a distribution website for Asian skincare products 
products and then in the end they decided to make their own. So watermelon is an ingredient that is used in a lot of Asian beauty and it is made to kind of give you that glass skin look. So when this product launched, the brand was signed by Sephora before they even had a final product. They were signed on a lab sample, which is the beauty of connections, Mm. but also a really amazing product. And it sold out in, I think it was five minutes and they had a waiting list of 10,000 people. Yeah. They continued to sell out nine times in the first year of launch. I listened to a podcast called Second Life with Sarah Lee, who's Mm -hmm. one of the co-founders. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. It just launched into the Australian market, so it just launched at Mecca this week. I didn't love this product, but I'm not this product's customer. I completely agree with you. Firstly, the ingredients, like if I look at the packaging, I really like it. It's got some AHAs mm-hmm. for exfoliation. It's got hyaluronic acid. It's got the watermelon thing, whatever. It's got aloe. Yeah, the ingredients I think are great. I might read the ingredients and think that it's going to be great, but it's not the sensorial experience that I want. So I Mm. put this on. When I was putting it on, it felt like a drink of water for my skin. It was very slippy. It was a loose jelly texture. felt really hydrating. Within five minutes, I had to put on another hydration mask because it dried feeling a little bit tacky and a little bit tight, and it was definitely not a heavy enough texture for me to lock all of my skincare in. I think who this would be good for is that customer that is very dehydrated but maybe leans more normal to combination because it's like a drink of water for the skin. It's very light and it's going to brighten the skin and exfoliate, but it's just not heavy enough for me. But then again, most things aren't. I wholeheartedly agree with your review of the product. I have decided that I think that it would be a really perfect product as like a pre-party mask. I felt like it did a nice job of that instant drink of water. But beyond that, for me, it didn't do enough. And it also I didn't find it exfoliating enough. And another reason that I personally really didn't like it is I really dislike the texture on my skin. I felt like the first time I used it, I used enough of it that I would consider it like a serum amount. So it kind of felt like I put it on and it disappeared, which was fine. The second time I used it, I was like, I'm going to try this more as a mask and put more on my face. Within minutes, it was bawling. Adrian literally said to me, why does it look like you have boogers all over your face? (laughs) And I was like, it's my mask. And I didn't like the watermelon scent. Well, funnily enough, if you do have dry skin, you are actually supposed to do two layers of it. Lisa, you might like it if you do two layers of it. It's definitely not something that I would put up there as a holy grail mask for me, but in saying that, I really like the texture. I like the scent. I definitely need two layers of it. Mm. One layer is not enough. But it is definitely something that I would do maybe once a week when I want a gentle exfoliation if I've overused pill pads or something like that. But I feel like I need something. It's a really good one for that. I'm not telling you what to do. I would never guilt trip you like that. But if you don't subscribe, it hurts me in every single way, shape and form. Okay, so I think that's all for today. But thank you for listening to our second episode and staying with us until the end. Like us on Instagram. We'd love it if you could give us a review. Yeah, and obviously a five-star liking if you can. Also, thanks so much to everyone that's been reposting, that they've been listening or sending us messages. It's been so nice to have so much support. It has been really nice and it's been really, really fun. And if there is anything that you want us to talk about or there's anything that you want us to review, send us a DM or you can email us if you're old school and just let us know and we'll definitely look into it for you. Yay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.